0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Off Interviews. This is DJ One. Today, we have the great pleasure of bringing to you an interview that Cassandra Miller, CEO of Off, had this very day with Tamira Thane. She's the founder and CEO of Dogs Deserve Better. Dogs Deserve Better was a first place winner of the 2003 Chase ASPCA Pet Protector Award, and Thane herself was a top 10 finalist for a 2006 Animal Planet. Hero of the Year Award. In 2010, Thane was called the godmother of anti-tethering by USA Today. Thane is the author of Scream Like Banshee, 29 Days of Tips and Tales to Keep Your Sanity as a Doggy Foster Parent, and she is co-editor of Unchain My Heart, Dogs Deserve Better Rescue Stories of Courage, Compassion, and Caring. Cassandra Miller, CEO of ARF Radio, caught up with Ms. Thane, fresh off a 30-day hunger strike of all things. We'll hear more about that in the interview. Let's listen in.
1: Hi, it's Cassie Miller, CEO of ARF Radio. I'm here with Tamira Thane, founder and CEO of Dogs Deserve Better, a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to freeing the chain dog. Hi, Tamira. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on to our station. I wanted to talk a little bit about Dogs Deserve Better. Could you tell us how you started this?
2: Uh, Yeah, I started Dogs Deserve Better in 2002, and I had really been seeking a way to make a difference in the world. I felt like, you know, what what can I do with my life? How can I make a difference? And I, I bought a house that was about a quarter mile up the road from a chain dog. His name was Worthless. Um, he was a black lab mix and I watched this dog every day and I was like, this is just not right. I can't believe this is legal in this country. Um, so I decided to take a stand against it and, you know, I thought it would be scary and hard and maybe I'd end up getting shot, but uh, at least I thought that I would be doing something with my life. Now, you recently, uh, this was in
1: 2011, I believe, you bought the Michael Vicks former Bad News Kennels.
2: Yeah, yeah, my organization, we worked out of my house for um, about nine years. And then in 2011, we uh, raised enough money to put a down payment on the property where dogs were tortured, fought, killed, uh, because we thought, what better property to you know, bring whole new life to, bring happiness, bring dogs who are happy and loved and um turn that place around. So it was kind of a good feeling, but it was a struggle, no doubt. It was horrible things that, that happened at that was the bad news Kennel and now
1: it's called the Good News Rehab Center.
2: Yep. That's yep. wonderful.
1: Now, also, which I'm just amazed at, from 2005 to 2012, Dogs Deserve Serve Better has paid out over $389,000 in vet costs yeah. for rescue, chained, and pinned dogs. Yeah. On top of all that, you also have what you call a hero
2: fund. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, the hero fund was started last year because um, we used to – we had a thriving area rep program. We had rep, reps all over the country, and they were rescuing dogs. But that was kind of winding down, and we thought, well, geez, you know, there's still chained dogs everywhere that need vet care, and they need rescue help, but we didn't really have the people, volunteers anymore, to go out and rescue them. So we thought, what if we at least provide financially for these dogs? So we set up uh, the Hero Fund that initially started with, I believe, um, $20,000 and from a bequest that we got and we upped it to $30,000. Um, so we set aside $30,000 to specifically pay $300 grants for initial vet care for chain dogs that are rescued by other individuals or other organizations so that they can, you know, sometimes it's hard to raise the funds. You might be able to find a place for a dog but you can't get the funds, you know, to, to vet the dog. So we have been um, paying vets directly with these $300 grants I think we've done about 60 some so far. So it's been really a great feeling. That's wonderful. Now, you have a current campaign going now called Chain Off. Yeah, we do. We've been doing Chain Off since 2004. And I was the first one to kind of just get out there and do it. And it was an embarrassing day. But the first time I did it, I spent 33 hours chained to a doghouse. Wow. And I wore, you know, kind of business attire. I've gotten away from that. But at the time, you know, I really played up the fact that, you know, these are beautiful dogs out there on chains. Dogs are just the exact same breed as they're sitting in somebody's couch. You know, what makes this dog okay to sit on someone's couch and this dog, exact same breed, say a golden retriever, you know, languish its entire life out on the end of the chain. It's unconscionable. So um, I started in 2004 and now we've evolved to people all over the country get involved and uh, they do it. Every year with me, we try to do it around the 4th of July. So June and July, people will chain themselves to dog houses in public places. Um, I think state capitol buildings are the best because typically you don't have to pay anything. Um, You can just go out there and practice your free speech. And it encourages laws. You know, We want to get better laws for these dogs so that they can um, have better lives without us banging our head against the wall trying to get it for them.
1: No, Tamir, it's only been nine days since you've been out of the hospital.
2: Yeah. That's correct. Yes.
1: Yes, that was in Surrey County, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that,
2: please. Um, you know, we have been there for two years, and basically the a lot of people in that community supported what Vic was doing. Now there was, there's people that don't, but you tend to get the naysayers who are very vocal about their opposition. So when we came there, I think that some people took it that, you know, we were, we were just doing it to get even with Vic, when really that wasn't the case. We were doing it to bring light and beauty and something happy to a place that had been such a place of sadness and despair and death. Um, so really, you know, was less about Michael Vick than what happened in that place. But there are people in the community who want rid of us, basically. So um, we had an employee who was taking money from our organization without our permission, padding her paychecks, and when we found out about it, she somehow conspired with people in the county to get me arrested for animal cruelty. Um, I came back from my honeymoon with my husband 4 hours later I was arrested I had no idea what was going on it was just the most horrendous period of my life I think um yeah I cried for days I didn't even have a clue what the hell happened <laughs> you
0: know? yeah. I sure. was uh
2: yeah so you know I spent a lot of time figuring out what went down and why it went down and I I fought the legal battle we got our dog back they seized one of our dogs without even being listed on a search warrant which is illegal not only that, but she was in beautiful condition. We have pictures of her from the day she came into our rescue when she was all beat up. And the day they seized her, she was an absolutely gorgeous pit bull. And uh, so they seized her illegally, plus she was in gorgeous shape, which was double illegal seizure of a dog. And uh, when we got to court, the judge said, you know, this dog is beautiful, give the dog back. So, you know, basically they had nothing. It's all just been a smear campaign from the start, and they absolutely refused to press embezzling charges against the girl who was taking money from our organization. So I just went out there and did a hunger strike um, sitting on the court courthouse lawn directly across from the DA's office, and I spent 30 days out there trying to get justice because what happened to me was completely wrong on so many levels. And, you know, what this girl did in conspiring with the county was, just unethical and immoral and you know every m and un you can even think of and uh... so i was just so you know desperate to bring some justice to this case so i spent thirty days out there Um, ended up hospitalized for two days um, due to basically you know having um... from not eating my system became overly acidic and uh... it threw me into the hospital i collapsed out there so you know on the bright side, it has brought some awareness. Um, the county is you know, made promises to look into the situation. I feel that we've made some progress with the DA, but we're going to have to end up suing civilly, which we would we prefer to avoid doing. But, you know, it's, it's just been a horrendous situation there, and we are hopeful that by me standing up to them, it will put an end to this abuse because we are being abused in the county. Absolutely.
1: I, uh, I wanted to, uh, you, now you have how many organizations or how many groups of dogs that are better throughout the United States? I believe you're also in Canada, correct?
2: Um, we, I don't think we have any in Canada right now. We used to have a lot, we called them area reps, we used to have a lot of them, but that program kind of took a downturn. We got a lot of people that were not, let's say, on the up and up and uh, caused us a lot of problems, so we really cut the program back. Um, we, have, we only have about 15 reps right now in, let's say, 10 or 12 states, but they're all reps who've been with us for a while, and, and we trust them, and we are bringing people on more as volunteers now than um, full-fledged reps because of the problems that we've had in the past. So um, that is where the Hero Fund comes into play because we still are trying to provide monetarily on a national basis, even in places where we don't have representation now. It's wonderful all the work that you've been doing. Let everyone know what your website address is. Yes, our website is dogsdeservebetter.org. Um, we have been around since 2002. We were the first organization who really took on this issue of chaining. Um, some of the, you know, since we took it on, uh, so the big groups came on board and they started doing a lot more with it and now there's um, a lot of local groups and fencing groups and things like that. So Uh, this issue has really come a long way. There have been um, laws in a lot more states. Rhode Island got a law last year. Delaware got a law. There's a law in California, Connecticut. You know, some of them need to be improved, but they're starts. Um, There's probably about 250 uh, communities, cities, counties across the country that have gotten laws. A lot of Uh, counties in Florida have been getting laws one after the other. So we're seeing a lot of positive changes for dogs. You know, it always moves slower than you hope to, but um, we're very encouraged by the progress that has come about in the past 11 years. The law
1: on uh, the chain dog, that is, it has so many minutes or so many hours or something. It
2: it varies by location. Um, A lot of the ones that are coming up in Florida right now are really good laws that say, they can't be chained um, unless the person is out there with them, and that's the only time they can be chained. So I really like that law because there are some people who say they don't have a fence and they just want their dog out while they're washing their car. So that's you know that's legal in those counties, but throwing your dog out there on a chain and leaving it out there is not legal anymore.
1: Good. Now on your web page, you have an area for your donations, so, mm-hmm. people can help to donate that and get yes. that because I you know you're doing an awful lot of work out there that's just fantastic. So, but uh, I want to thank you for today.
2: Thank you, Kathy. I really appreciate us. you
1: having us on. Thank you for all your work you do, and uh, I will
2: be speaking with you soon, I'm sure. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Sarah. All right. Have a great day. Bye. Hi. This is Cassandra Miller, CEO
1: of Arts Radio and Vice President of Bridges to Safety and Rescue. I want to take a special moment to thank you all for listening to ARF Radio.
0: You are listening to ARF Radio.